Strap in for a roller coaster ride where curiosity, humor, laughter, and the odd case of wisdom is applied to understanding the adventure of life. Welcome to the Raw and Gene Show, the power of coaching, guided by two knuckleheads who invite you to sit in the front car with them on this ride. Trust us, it's not as serious as it sounds. And high fives are included. Hey, Raul. How are you, brother? I'm good, man. <laughs> I was late getting here. <laughs> Dealing with a client. We weren't going to say that. No, no, it's all good. It's late. It happens. You're like a wizard. You're never late. A wizard appears right when they're needed. True enough. <laughs> that applies to all of us. <laughs> so we're you're all right wizards. where you're supposed to be when you're there. How are you showing up today? How am I showing up today? I'm having a good day. Um, the morning started great and it's continued to go that way honestly it's been a nice day i went to the gym early because i had to drop my truck off to for summer tires and everything oh yeah i get getting the pump day i love the gym exercise period but i was walking back from dropping my truck off thinking man no matter how the rest of this day goes it's already had great ingredients to make a great day today mm-hmm. it's just that was like a real interesting piece to stop and think about and bring up is actually a friend of mine, Stoyan. I was on his podcast at the end of last year and he just shared a clip this morning where we were talking about how your days and how you view the world are all about the ingredients you put at the top. And that just really stuck with me. And so it doesn't even matter that my family left me one cereal bit in the Lucky Charms box. But they left you one. (laughs) It wasn't even a charm. It was just a cereal. When I grabbed it and poured it out, I'm like, oh, oh, this was intentional. How does, how does one work in a bowl of milk? <laughs> Do you just drink all the milk or you take small pieces of the one? Just I, just, I just ate it dry. They could have left you none. <laughs> and then I wouldn't have had a good laugh. Something funny to post on Facebook, which a lot of people are having a laugh at. And then I wouldn't have walked up to McDonald's and gotten myself a... A breakfast and wouldn't and to be outside again. It was overall um, all the good things. Probably left it there laughing, knowing, oh my God, he's just going to blow his <laughs> in a funny way. That's exactly what happened. Because like, I, I wasn't sure which one of the my wonderful family members had done that. So I sent her a text and like, motherfuckers, somebody left me one cereal. And she just responds, ha, I wish I could have seen the look on your face. Exactly. We planned that this morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good, though. Glad you're showing up in good spirit. Of course. How about for yourself? I'm showing up with gratitude, baby. Oh, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. Just dealing with the full cycle of life. But yeah, dealing, just taking things as they come, feeling what I need to feel, not getting too stuck in anything. That's the beauty of getting to a certain point in life where I don't get stuck in anything. I embrace it. I feel it. Understand why did I create this so I can learn and then I continue on. So it's a good thing. A buddy of mine posted a, a really nice picture of him and I haven't seen him in a while and he's all gray and you can see the wrinkles and I, I, I buzz him and I go, okay, we're both getting gray, older, and hopefully we're acquiring more wisdom. <laughs> yes, we're definitely getting older. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we are, but we've earned it. And we've earned every gray well, hair. Getting old, the way I look at it, I've earned this. I've earned getting to this age. And 
I've earned it through all the experiences that I've had. Yeah, I, I'm not, that might change in 10, 15 years when I can't walk. I don't know, but right now I, I, I embrace getting older. I don't fear it. I don't begrudge it at all. Yeah, I've, I've earned these battle stars and earned everything. When we talk about, I had a friend asked me once, she goes, do you think it's possible to live this life and not be brokenhearted? I said, no, I don't think so. Part of the being broken hearted is high. I said it's part of the experience. That's just it. And every time your heart gets broken, you, you, you let that light in. If you want to look at it, it's, it's all perspective. For me, um, even with some of the, the low vibing experiences I'm having right now, I still welcome them because I keep growing and learning from them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Gratitude. It's a powerful experience to have. And I, the gratitude component of it, being able to look at anything and find the gratitude of it and right. what it's going to learn for you. I heard this interesting quote, I think it was on the Lewis House show. No, it was on Ed Milet. I want to give the proper reference there on his latest podcast. And the guest said, it's either love or a lesson. So are you open to the love? And then you are also open to the lesson. And right. I thought that was an interesting place to, to have that kind of sit and go, if you're open to the lesson, gratitude has to go along with that. And that kind of ties into what our theme of this episode yeah. was about is like, how do you deal with not just not difficult people, but difficult situations and challenging things that maybe you haven't had a lot of experience yet stepping into and understanding and being able to experience it, give it its, its due and take the lesson from it. That's a practice. And you, you, you'll, you'll get to a point where you're good with it by dealing with a lot of difficult people or difficult situations. Uh, first of all, you have to accept you're going to run into difficult people. And just because they're difficult doesn't mean they're not good people. Maybe in just in that moment, both of you are not aligned in regards to how you're seeing things. Secondly, when someone like that shows up in your life, the learning is not just the experience. Are you ready to accept that? Okay. I created this experience just by the mere fact that I'm here and I'm like, am I open to learning from it? Doesn't mean you're going to like yes. it. Doesn't mean that, um, you may not get angry. And that's another thing. I think a lot of times when we're dealing with difficult people, we're, we're afraid to embrace our anger. Anger just lets you know you're not in a state of integrity with yourself. Your boundaries are being pushed or being challenged or not being respected. And my thing is, are you respecting your boundaries? So if you're respecting your boundaries, dealing with difficult people is, is assertively, you know, assertively being concise, being strong with your words. You don't have to do it with the volcanic anger oh what you mean we don't have to be that little guy from what's the movie that they're all inside the kid's head and oh, uh, a little inside out like, yeah just pops the top yeah and you know but but even if you do to be good with that and go okay is that what i really want to do in hindsight but when it's happening a lot of times those people are reflections or a mirror yeah and the first thing is do i want to be acting that Obviously, this is all mental talk in your head, but if you don't want to be acting that way, I usually use a simple thing even with my client. Why are you getting triggered? Is what they're saying truth? If there's no truth in it, why are you getting triggered? Is their behavior something you want to mimic? And if that's the case, why are you getting triggered? 
Yeah. And if you don't want to mimic that behavior, if there's no truth in what they're saying, then why are you getting triggered? Right. And that, so, there's so, another set in there is like that around somebody saying something to you and you're having an experience of it is, oh, I hear the word expectation floats mm-hmm. into theirs. What expectations do you think that they have? What expectations are you having on the situations and what expectations do you have of them? And how many of these things are all overlapping and like running all over each other, causing probably a stack set of emotional responses within that. And then when you can learn to start to take that step back and go, Ooh, what did I actually have in my control there? The only thing you have in your control is you. And like I said, you know, you're not always going to do it. What's supposedly right or wrong. My attitude is whatever you do is right. Question is, is it serving you? And it always serves you. How is it serving you? Is it producing what you actually want? Is it honoring your boundaries? It's it not so much for other people to honor our boundaries. Are you honoring your boundaries? Because if you're not honoring let's, your boundaries, then you're teaching others to teaching them how you want to be treated. Right? You, let's dig a little bit. How do you define a boundary? And then let's talk about mm-hmm. honoring that and what it means to, to honor that. For me, boundaries are it's like operating norms. This is, this is how I will choose to operate as a human being. Boundaries, ethics, virtues, moral. To me, they're all the same word. It's how, this is how I choose to operate. I will choose to be respectful in my speech. I will choose to honor the things that I say and follow it up with the appropriate actions. I choose to respect myself or I choose to love myself, which is respecting myself and understanding what my limitations are when it comes to anything. When it comes to dealing with difficult people, we all have a threshold. Do you understand what your threshold is? It's really deciding this is how I am going to choose to operate in this, in these moments uh, and, and defining that and then walking it, not just talking it, knowing that you're not always going to do that. And that's the thing. It's not about being perfect. It's about, am I going to fully own everything that comes from this experience and not blame it on another person. And that's not meaning that whatever they they don't, they're not contributing, but you said a key things. Am I willing to step out of this situation mentally to go, what is it really asking of what I'm seeing? Is that how I want to act from how I'm feeling within? Is that, do I want to project that out? If I'm feeling anxious and I'm feeling amped up and not feeling solid, grounded in, in where I am in that moment, then what do you think will happen if you put, if you open your mouth? So is can you take that moment, going back to the seven habits, the very first habit of being proactive, that's what it's really about. It's, power, it's about the habit of choice. Can you take that moment, that gap between when a situation happens before you respond or react to take that time to go, what am I truly wanting from this experience? Are my expectations unrealistic? Have I let go of my expectations and accept what is showing up? Because sometimes that's what gets us into trouble as well. Having expectations, it's not just having them, it's, it's letting them go and saying, okay, this is the expectation I have, but I also know whatever it is that I'm asking for, whatever situation shows up, it's going to, it's going to show up and it may not show up the way I want. And a lot of times that causes problems, but it's just really understanding the ethics that you choose to operate. I think it's, 
some of that as well, like ties back into another a book that you recommended to me probably a couple of years ago is the four agreements. Yes. And there's a component agreement two and three is don't take anything personally and don't make assumptions. Yeah. The first one kind of ties to that proactiveness of like where the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. So how do you have impeccability with your word? But that also means to take that step back, like you're talking about and owning it. But then two and three have always stood out to me is I think that's that greatest place of learning when you're in a difficult situation. It's like, how don't I take this personally? And how don't I make an assumption about what's going on? I say, take it personally. You're a person. <laughs> you're going to take it personally. I think what Don Miguel means is, is not to be out of balance with taking things personally, right? It's the same thing with the first habit of being impeccable with your word. Ultimately, you mean what you say and say what you mean, but it goes deeper than that. The word is not meant to harm people. Having said that, there are things you're going to say even as lovingly, you can say it as lovingly as you want. Someone may still be triggered by that. So my thing is always, I'm going to speak with integrity and speak as lovingly and as calmly, as assertive as I can. Uh, I'm going to be true to my ethics and how I speak because I really desire not to harm others. Having said that, sometimes even speaking in that tone and manner, someone still may not hear it that way. And I'm, you have to be okay with that. But the flip side of that as well is your words. You should never use your words against yourself as well. And a lot of times, it's not so much what someone says. We use our own words, whether it's in our own internal dialogue with ourselves to harm ourselves. So when you do that, it is easy to take things very personally because then you want to blame someone. And taking things personally is like you're saying, you got up this morning just to piss me off. Right? Well, no, they didn't. And even <laughs> if they did, even if they did, even if they left you just one piece of cereal. Even if they left you one. <laughs> that's a good one because you still have a choice. Even if that was their intentions to piss you off, you still have a choice to give into it or not give into yeah. it. And that's the power of choice. That's the beauty of choice. So to me, when you're talking about dealing with difficult people, the first difficult person you have to deal with is the one that's looking in the mirror. Right. And, and, and understanding if that person's a reflection, whoever's standing in front of you, if that person's a reflection of me, I'm a reflection to that person as well. So what do I want to reflect? Now, a lot of times, because they're doing it to me, I can do it back. You can't, yes. but then that's not going to really get you what you want. And then what does that say about you if you say you know better? So then, then the challenge is you want to deal with a difficult situation. Are you adding more difficulty yep. into it for the sake of it? Yeah. It's, it's like, are you going to fight fire with fire? Yeah. It's going to get more fire. And I don't know. I think there's a component of respecting that there are some horrible things that do happen and understanding that what we're trying to talk about is not that level, but it's like finding that space of like in leadership and within your family and within work and these mm -hmm. other areas of life is like, how do you stand in those places, look at that reflection and go, is it me? Am I the drama? Yeah. Then accepting that yeah. and going, hey, how do I want to be? And where I liked about how you were describing your boundaries is you're setting your guidelines. How do you want to be? And how do you want to be when you're at feeling at your best? 
what does that mean? How are you going to, and then that practice, like we've talked about in, the, in almost every episode up until now is everything else. It's a practice. You have to practice going and walking that being, and then that's going to become that reflection and that energy of what are you doing? I, I find worrying or, or being triggered just makes difficult situations more toxic. Right? It's already going to be, if, if someone coming at you, it's already, you already know it's going to be a difficult situation. Now you adding fuel to that fire is not going to, to bring it down. It's just going to make it more toxic. That's why I said, when you're dealing with difficult people, the first difficulty you have to deal with is yourself. And are yeah. you willing? And this is where the practice comes in now saying this, you're willing to step back sounds, oh, it takes 10 minutes. No, it's very quick. If you've been practicing it. My thing is, whatever results come, don't beat yourself up, particularly if they're negative. If you do choose to, to blow your staff, that says to me, then are you not good with your own anger? Anger is a healthy emotion. Like I said, it lets you know you're not in a state of integrity. So a lot of times we're not good with anger. So we don't want to deal with people because you might get angry. What's wrong with getting angry? The question is how you choose to get angry. Not everything requires you blowing, blowing up like a volcano. <clears throat> Although there's a time and place for that as well. Flip that around. If there wasn't a time or place, we wouldn't have that. So if it wasn't meant to be there, it wouldn't be. We wouldn't have access to that. We wouldn't have access, but the way we're given access, we're not really taught the importance of anger. We're not taught what anger is. And the way we're really taught how to deal with this, just don't do it. Now, having said that, maybe over the last few years, few decades, we've been maybe doing a better job of understanding anger and positioning it, although I still challenge that. Anger is a healthy emotion. It's just, it's one, we just, we always want to, to, to think we're really good with the fluffy, the nice emotions and feelings. What about the so-called negative ones? I don't see them as negative. I just see them as part of our emotional makeup. Yes. And make a bit of a tapestry of how we are showing up. And if you're out of balance with anything, if you're out of balance with any one of them, that's not a good thing. You can be out of balance with love as well. This is sometimes where people get in, into controlling situations. They have, they, they have such a desire to please everyone. And you have people out there with true narcissistic tendencies that when they see someone like that, they will want to take advantage of them. Yeah. Oh, you want to please me? doesn't matter what I do, but they're willing to please someone at their own expense. They're willing to allow someone to hurt them and to belittle them at their own expense out of that desire to please and yet not wanting to please themselves to honor their own boundaries. That's what they have to learn. question yeah. is, will you learn it? We yeah. can flip that to any of the emotions. It's any, like any. You, they need, you need to have that harmony of with, within you. And feeling all of them. It's like when we talk about taking that step back as part of our coaching practices is processing those emotions. It's like you're actually going to be called in to stand in them and experience them versus being controlled by them. How do you actually know to get to know that anger? And where we've spoken about before, like almost everyone, emotions are a messenger. They're getting your attention. Mm -hmm. So what's actually standing behind the anger? And if you're not willing to step into it, meet it and greet it, you'll never actually find out truly what was sending that message in the first place. Yeah. And for me, to have a major problem with anger. I like to think I've, I've gotten better with it. I could be wrong, but, but a lot of my anger, what was behind, you know, 
the anger was the, what you saw yeah. or what was behind it was this hurt little boy that felt abandoned by his mother because of life circumstances, the end results of sexual abuse, physical, mental abuse at the hands of my father, my stepfather, my uncle, blah, blah, blah. Especially when it happens to you at a younger age, and I don't just mean four or five, but even as a teenager or a young adult, sometimes when you don't understand why some of these things, these events, these experiences are happening, it fuels that anger. And then you look for reasons to be angry when you run into a difficult person. It's like almost subconsciously you say, oh, here's an opportunity for me to practice my anger, to use my anger, to justify it because of what they're doing. So okay. for me, I don't get caught up now in, in what I call default anger, the, the old anger experiences. I can get angry in the moment. I have no problems with my anger. I'm quite good with that. No problem in showing my anger. I just don't bring in 50 years of experiences into that. Right. Now, having that doesn't mean I don't do it. None of us are perfect. And, and if we were, I think it'd be boring, but what I, what you're saying here, Raul is like now by you being able to understand what was driving that default mode network of yours around anger is first off, that was a survival mode. Yes, very much. That, so. that was a piece that helped you survive. And that was some core, you know, messaging going, this is how we survive. This mm -hmm. is a tool that we use to survive. Mm -hmm. And as you got older and bigger and stronger, it was most likely a very effective tool, yeah. right? And seeing that for what it was, now that you can reflect on that as somebody who's had these experiences, learn to go through all of that, you can go, okay, do I need to survive in this moment? What is driving this? And how do I now use this in the moment without bringing all that past crap with it is what role does anger play right now what role does love play what role does gratitude play right now mm -hmm. making that choice from there right it's that think feel choose and when we're in default that, mode we yeah. skip the feel part or the think part we go right to feel and activation like i said we're, we're emotional beings so we're automatically going to feel and a lot of times we beat ourselves up for those initial feelings and my thing is don't do that feel what you need to feel the question is, have you done the work? Do you trust that you have the abilities to get past that feeling? If it's not a feeling that you truly want, if, if, if you're going to put that feeling back into the world, you know, it's not going to yield the results that you want. So you have an opportunity to step back and go, is that what I really want? Yeah. Having said that, if you choose to do that, also don't beat yourself up. It's like falling down. I'm going to fall down. I'm going to pick myself up. Try to understand why did I fall down this time so I could know and then let go of those negative energies, if you want to call it that, but out in the experience, because the experience of falling down, wisdom is attached to it. So I'm going to keep the experience, but let go the suffering uh, of, of the experience. But that takes time. And like I said, when you say we're not perfect, I, I hate when we say that. Because to me, it's almost a way of justifying doing what you're doing. We're not perfect. It's not about being perfect. No one is perfect in the way we use that word. It's all about experiences and what experience do you want to have? And the perfection, if you want to say anything, lies with it, you. And sometimes you will do it well and sometimes you won't. That's the balance of life. 
This is why I was, we listen and we hear things. And we figure when we do coaching and counseling and all this stuff, all these things will go away. They never go away. Can you release the suffering from the experiences that you have? Can you identify if something is happening in real time, in living color? Can you identify the suffering that's coming? Go, that's not what I want. And it's on me how I choose to interact with what's happening in front of me. No one else. Doesn't matter what that person is doing. You still have a choice. And a lot of times we talk about accountability, self-accountability. That's really, that's what I talk about. I accept that in every moment, in every situation, I still have a choice. Doesn't mean I would like the choice just because I don't like the choice. Doesn't mean the choice doesn't exist. Yeah. Am I looking to make our already difficult situation more difficult, more toxic? Or am I looking to find a way of a resolution that's going to say, hey, I understand maybe you're in a bit of pain or maybe I'm not fully understanding where you're coming from. Let's back up a second. Help me to understand where you are right now. Hi, why are you feeling this way? Why do you feel the need to attack me? And, and that's my interpretation of what I'm seeing. I could be wrong. So help me to understand what, what, what we're entangled with right now. And if they're willing to do that, most, more times than not, they're willing to do that based on you and your tone and how you approach it, how you approach it, how you approach it. Because maybe before they came to you, they had something terrible happen or they're just having a bad day on the wrong side of the bed. Who knows? Yeah. But it takes a few seconds. You know, I've done it many times. I'm sure you have where the situation looked like it was going to be a volcano and just by staying calm, by being able to use your big boy words, you were able to encourage and invite that person to say, hey, I don't think being a volcano is what you want. I know it's not what I want for myself. How else can we do this? Yeah. And then sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes people will follow. Well, they just need a lot of yeah. guidance. That's all. It's an invitation. That's all it is. Yeah. And not every invitation is going to be accepted. Nope. I don't accept all of them. <laughs> I don't. I explained to you, I don't know if I said it on a past show, I had a situation a few months ago with my stepfather and you know, my stepfather and I have been at, at odds with each other since I was 12 years old. And when I came back to Toronto, the intent was to you know, spend some time between my mom and my sister and very quickly, you know, his old ways ramped up and so I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay at my sister's. And my mom is not, I think I went once since I've been back and she's been bugging me to come down and say no. But then she hurt her ankle, was having some issues with her ankle. I figured, you know what, I'll go down and help her because she was struggling moving around. Yeah. And I figured expectation that because of that, he would be there. wrong. Didn't matter to him. So here I am back in this situation that I've been dealing with since I was 12. And I realized it's not him, not even my mom. This is on me. Because I had this expectation because of the situation, things would change. But nothing had changed. The principal players had not changed. So why then would I expect something different? Right. I fully accept that situation. That's on me because I made that choice to go to my mom. And now I'm dealing with the consequences of it. But I can deal with it. But I accept the responsibility because I'm the one that put myself in that situation. No one else. I didn't go down there. I didn't yell, didn't scream, didn't threaten, do anything. I said what I had to say assertively. He didn't like it. The fact that he couldn't push my buttons anymore. 
I just made it even worse for him. But here, I'm going to do me. So at the end of the day, dealing with difficult people is really an exercise in how do you want to be in those situations? Are you going to honor ethics, your morals, your values, boundaries? It it still comes back down to that. Who do you want to be? And in the face of greatness and in the face of darkness, it's like you, you say, you got to love the the light, the dark, the good and the bad, the beautiful and the ugly. It's like all those are part of it. And and when you find that place of like, when you're in that practice of going, who do I want to be? And how do I define that with my words so I can reconnect back to that? And then life's going to give you tests. You're going to walk into tests because Mm -hmm. we are they're everywhere. Like they're situational. I could go outside. My phone says it's supposed to be storming. I could look outside and be like, oh, storming. Or it'd be like, ah, weather. Cool. It's a funny reference, but we have all these things happen all around us that are wildly out of our control to the weather, to the people, to the situations that they've been in, to whatever it is that life's going to bring at you. So how do you still be in that place of, for me, it's almost like a bumper that you're putting out there. It's like that, who do you want to be? Because life's going to bump into it. And are you still going to be present? Are you going to be, my words are like bold, curious, playful, kind and and compassionate. Can I still bring those in the face of somebody coming into that bumper zone? Oh, what an excellent opportunity to test these out. That's what it is. It's easy to do this when things are good. Yes. It's easy. But when things aren't in the, in that good frame, can you still do that? And you know, this is where a lot of people struggle and it's okay. Either way, you're going to have to make a choice. It's easy to make the choice when things are good, but that same choice exists when things are supposed to be bad as well. Yeah. And like I said, sometimes we don't like consequences that we see coming. That doesn't negate the choice. You still have a choice. I used to use this example when I was teaching at Cato. They'd always say to my students, but I used to work with them about choice and stuff. And they always, oh, you don't always have a choice. I go, yeah, you do. And I'll go, let's say a bandit bust into the classroom. Wait this second, put the gun to my head, said, I'm feeling wrong or whatever. Pulling the trigger. Do I have a choice? And no, a lot of them would go, oh, you could try to knock the gun. No, there's no knocking the gun away. If the, the trigger is cocked, it's done. Do I have a choice? Well, you can MMA him and all this stuff. People make that go. That is not an option. It's done. Do I have a choice? And they'll go, then, no, you don't. I go, yes, I do. I still have a choice in how I choose to meet that moment. And no gun, no one can take that away. I still have a choice in how I choose to meet that moment. That's just what life is. Every test is a moment to exercise who you are inside. This thing about treat others the way you want to be treated is a good one. But the flip side of that is I treat others based on what I hold within me. Mm -hmm. What do you hold within you is what you will put out into the world. What you hold within you is what you will attract. This is how to me abundance, we talk about manifestation. You actually pull in the things you want based here, like you're a magnet. You're pulling it in based on what you hold within. How I treat others is based on what I hold within me. And 
no one, from what I understand, can take that choice away. Ultimately, it always lies on you because it's all about you. The universe is working to conspire with you to learn and to grow. And we tend to learn and grow from the harshest experiences of life. That's where we put our, our greatest practices in. Yeah. It, when things get difficult, will you lean on what you've been practicing? And what you've been practicing, I'm not going to say it's good or bad, it's whatever you've been practicing. Then you have an opportunity to look at the end result and go, maybe I need to look at my practice. I definitely didn't enjoy that experience. I definitely didn't like the consequences from that experience. Then I need to look, well, some will say an enlightened person will choose that path. We're all enlightened. It's all about awareness and learning and growing. No one is more aware or more enlightened than another person. When we're talking from a spiritual spectrum, you get it, you get it. But to me, again, dealing with difficult people is a mirror. And the first difficult person you have to look at is yourself. Am I being difficult? Hmm. It's just sometimes really stopping to think about the labels we attach. I don't. Fear labels, it seems like we live in a world today where we fear labels now. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. It's what we've been talking about. That's what the experience is about. It's about what are you not seeing about yourself? What are you not wanting to acknowledge about yourself? Are you ready to be brutally honest with yourself? What, what's hindering you? You know what roadblocks are showing up. You know what roadblocks exist. And I was that roadblocks aren't meant to keep others out. Roadblocks are there to show you how badly do you want what you say you want. <laughs> I agree. How badly are you willing to live by your principles, your values, your ethics, your boundaries? Again, you pick the label and stick it in. Not just talk it, you got to walk it. As much as I don't necessarily care for external validation, I also know I don't live on this planet by myself. So at times I want to understand those in my course, in my inner circle. How are you seeing me? How am I presenting myself? This is how I think I present myself. What are you seeing? And then to not take it personally and use as an opportunity to actually to build a richer, deeper relationship with, with that person, an opportunity to really galvanize your relationships in a different way. If you cannot take it personally, because <clears throat> just, I don't like everything about my sister yet. I love her dearly. It's not too much. I don't like. Good thing she doesn't watch her show. <laughs> well, she's sleeping now. She works as a, a nurse at night. But I think we're at a place where we can both be honest with each other when we're not liking something that, that the other person says or does, and that we talk about it, we deal with it, and then we keep moving forward. So oh, I think know. that it, that pulls together like the whole theme of our conversation today mm -hmm. and puts it back into that practice. It's like you can still not agree with the situation and still come at it from this place of compassion, kindness, mm -hmm. loving, caring, mm -hmm. looking for what is the resolve here? What does take, what the walking component of this is like, how do we walk this together? Yeah. And that's why also I use the word it would be to be assertive. You know, assertive is saying, you know what, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to stand up for my principles and my values and not just talking. I am going to be in living action with it. And I think a lot of times people confuse that for anger or like we live in a world today where questioning is now a phobia. No, 
I, I ask a lot of questions because I'm seeking clarity. I don't understand it. But to me, it, it, it's really that opportunity to, to put into action what you say you really believe. Are you ready now to truly put into action what you say you believe? But before you can put into action, let's understand what do you do? What do you know about yourself? Truly know about yourself. Are you ready to be honest? And I speak from experience. <laughs> Until I had my moment, I was, I was a nice guy. I was a likable guy. I was, yeah. but my anger didn't take much to trigger me. And I think that's probably one of the reasons that I was tolerated by so many people because I was a nice guy, but that anger was just, it was always there. It's just yeah. under the surface. And also I, I spoke one way and walked a different way. Couldn't trust my words. Right. So I speak from experience. Right. I, I choose not to be that way because I was that way and I don't fear it. I have no regrets over it because without it, I am not here today. And this is when I will get into this with people. When I talk about really getting right with your vault of wisdom, passes your vault of wisdom, but I'm not going to give everything away because then why sign up? (laughs) Don't worry. We'll be back here giving more away. Left to do this again. We committed to, to breaking the, the infamous 10 episode mile marker. Where was my choice in all of this? You said yes. Did I? You did. You laughed. And when I think we could do 20. I think my dread sometimes morph into me and you think it's me. <laughs> See, the antenna goes up and it's just, what's it picking up? Just call me Alfalfa. <laughs> For those of you that don't know the reference of the little rascals. <laughs> Oh, no, I, I really enjoyed doing these shows. I'm so glad this came out of us coming together and putting our heads together. I'm, I can only hope, I have no expectations. I can only hope that people are getting something. The few minutes that we spent together, and I believe we're both speaking honestly and openly. I'm not looking to impress anyone. I really don't care about that. I'm just going to speak my truth. It's, I'll speak about the practice that I've done, the things that have worked for me. It's just an invitation. Do it. Don't do it. Doesn't matter. It's up to you. But I'm going to speak my truths in regards to my experiences and my my education through my days in, in the business world, the things that I've learned, the, the programs that I've taken. For me, it's not about telling anyone how their living is wrong. It's for you to go, I know there's something not completely fulfilling in how I'm living. And I know it's upon me to change that. And this is why there's people like us. I always invite people to find someone that you trust that can help guide you through this process. It's not an easy process to step into the abyss and want to deal with the shadows and the demons. And then one day you'll get to the point where you realize the shadows and the demons, they're actually not showing up to hurt you. They're actually showing up to go. Here's another opportunity to show just how strong and powerful you really are. Sounds like another episode in our near future. I We're going to add that to our topic sheet. I think so. Uh, well, we, we could definitely, we're definitely going to add anger. We can add that as well. Yeah. It's time for us to wrap up. Um, Raul, any parting words around changing the tide? I say changing the tide, it, it, again, it's an invitation for you, for you to look within. And it's not to put rose-colored glasses and, and, and not honor what's happening in front of you. But even what's happening in front of you is an opportunity to go, is that how I want to represent myself? This is 
threatening my boundaries? Am I going to honor my boundaries and stand up? Sometimes it's best to go, you know what? I'm sensing from what you're showing me and not in a good place to have this conversation. Let's just back off, cool down and come back and, and try again. Right? Sometimes it's okay to walk away uh, instead of standing there. And So ultimately, turning the tide again, dealing with difficult people is, are you ready to deal with the first difficult person, which is yourself? I think it's a good place to end. For everybody that's watched the Raw and Gene show, The Power of Coaching, we've enjoyed doing this, talking about changing the tide on dealing with difficulty and how that shows up in its many forms. We invite you, as always, to join, continue to follow, subscribe wherever you are, and follow us on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and oh, YouTube as well. YouTube's our, our primary ch channel for Peeled Back, so Peeled Back, you'll be able to find us at all the links on our Facebook upcoming relaunch of the website as well will feature this show too so definitely keep following along we are a work in progress and we love showing that so Raul, my brother thank you so much for another great show thank for you. everybody else that has watched us so thank you so much it means the world to us and if you ever have any questions reach out to Raul or myself either on facebook or linkedin we're here for you i'm gene that's, I'm that's Raul. yeah there it is love you guys bye Oh, one last thing. It's the legal language. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professionals.